Hey everybody, welcome back to In Retrospect. This is episode 38, The Rooster and the SWAT Team, an interview with Adam Hendricks. On this episode, there was some difficulty with the microphones, but if you bear with it, you'll find it's a really fun episode. Thanks for joining me. This is Kendall Thurman. Folklore tells us that cats will stand on your chest and suck your soul right out of your mouth. That bear did charge me. She was six inches from my feet. I can do whatever. I can do anything because I was made to do anything. Turn around and there's a um, barrel, the guns at my forehead now, and I can see the bullets in the chamber. In the end, it'll be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. If you all want to come park my car, me and my kids will honk your horns for you. When he told me I could fly and I jumped off my roof. Pilot was sort of a cowboy guy, jumped out, and he's like, whoa, man, did you see those rockets shoot at us? And the mom and dad are crying, and they come over to me, and the mom hugs me, and she says, that's the first time my little boy's ever said a word in his life. All right, welcome into the studio, to the Yorkshire studio, Adam Hendricks. Welcome. Hey. Glad to be here. Are you? I, no, I really am. I feel like I've made it. Gonna place this mug in front of you as an incentive. We'll go over the quiz later. Oh, no. If you've listened to any of the episodes before, you know that mug is your potential prize for winning the game, the game show, which uh, Aaron and Mandy have both won. Just to set the <laughs> background. <laughs> so has anyone ever gotten a perfect score? Um, there are some records that have been set, and a couple people have not won it. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's not a gimme. <laughs> well, I'm going to go one way or the other. I'm going to either be the best or the worst you've ever had. Excellent. All right, so Adam Hendricks, I'll give you a background. Adam was born in Tyler, Texas. He um, and his wife have been married for 24 years. They're parents of two wonderful boys. He attended uh, now University of Utah. That was one of the schools I attended. Yeah. And then... Utah Valley University when it was UVSC University of Phoenix and he has he works currently as the regional sales director of Staples Business Advantage correct that you said yeah all right he's lived in Texas Arizona California Utah and Nevada so with that little background now we're going to get started with a brown bag segment that's okay. how we're going to start it out can you can you roll that dice for me? And that's going to determine what section we do here. A two. Okay. That's hard choices based on the Hillary Clinton book. All right. So you're going to need to tell me would you rather. We're oh going to do a would you rather. Would you rather be trapped in a room full of spiders or snakes? Spiders. That was pretty quick. I hate snakes. What if they were all big hairy tarantulas and the snakes were garter snakes, like little garter snakes? Uh, spiders. Really? Oh, yeah. Definitively. What if they were all black widows and brown recluses I've had and a, the snakes were... I've had a good life. I'm ready to go to the next. <laughs> Straight up. So... <laughs> You've seen a few Copperhead in your life, probably. Yeah, yeah, Copperhead. Uh, they, uh, when I was growing up, we lived near a creek. and uh, A creek. A creek, yep, as Mandy says. Uh -huh. 
and uh, they bulldozed a a big old rotten tree, but what they didn't know it was a snake den. And so it put all kinds of snakes, hundreds and hundreds, like uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Just like that, into the, into the creek. And uh, in one day, I used to go and hunt minnows when I was a little kid, and I was face-to-face uh, -face with a baby copperhead, which if I would have gotten bitten, you know, they don't have a control, would have yeah. released all the venom, and I'd have been gone. Because we lived about 20, 25 minutes from a hospital, and a, um, a water moskin. And uh -huh. within Moccasin, an yeah. yep, within an hour of each other, and then then I was banned from the creek for about a month. I don't like snakes. Yeah, they're pretty freaky. Yeah, I, I've came across a few in Texas. Yeah, was like right next to me with yeah. the water moccasins. I, I have a, a buddy, Colby Nate, who is deathly afraid of snakes, and his mechanism is he just doesn't see it. It just is not there. Does he gouge his <laughs> eyes out, or how does that he just work? doesn't see it? It's like it's invisible. It's not there. I'm trying to picture how he. He's, he's, uh, who knows? <laughs> it's not there. It's not there. <laughs> Good coping mechanism. Yeah, uh, spiders are. I can pick up some spiders, like you know, take them outside if it's like the little little jumpy ones. Yeah. But like the long-legged wolf spiders. You don't like them? I would rather pick up a snake. Really? They're just Crazy. maniacal and squirrely. Yeah. There was one in Sydney. So we had, you know, those little sticky traps for spiders? Oh, yeah. We had one of those in Sydney's room. And it got stuck in it. Like two of its legs got stuck in it. And it was so big. It was dragging the trap around the room. It's a good spider. <laughs> Scared the crap out of her. <laughs> All right, well, you're excited about being on the podcast, and let me just give a, a brief reminder to everyone that you can find um, in retro more information about our guests on In Retrospect going to In Retrospect Blogspot, In Retrospect Podcast dot com. You can also go to Instagram or Facebook. You'll see pictures of lovely Adam here and myself. You can review, subscribe, share and any review helps out so why were you excited to be on the podcast because uh some people are a little shy getting on here but you are all in i'm a, I'm a stage guy a stage? <laughs> i didn't know that about you uh, it's not it's not natural but i like i like it when i'm up there it makes me nervous and and, and it's good have you what's the most like stage thing you've ever done or you're like in front of people and you're, and it's... At work, yeah. Uh, for work, maybe 300 people at a sales conference. And uh, it was funny because we just moved back from Nevada to Texas. And and uh, we were having, back in the day, we had what was called a catalog launch. And so we got a new catalog for the year and we'd all get together. And so there's about 300 people and I, I uh, just got promoted. And so I was going to have to be on stage and... And uh, so I was telling Amy, my wife, and, and I said, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm a little nervous. It's like 300 people. And, uh, you know, the, the supportive wife, well, she said, did they, did they get the right guy? Are you sure it's you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for whatever reason, I, I kind of, I dread it. But once I'm in it, I really like it. I'm just picturing what a Staples, like, kickoff 
for the year party would be like I'm picturing you up on the stage just like throwing these like staples and pencils out there like yeah getting hyped up you know if I ever had to do the big one where where it's like 5,000 people Mm -hmm. I've already got it mapped out, planned out. Let's hear it. Uh, okay. when, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna practice for about a month, and I'm gonna do the Napoleon Dynamite dance, like nice. exactly. <laughs> and then I'm not gonna say a single word, and then I'm just gonna leave. I mean, who wouldn't want to? Oh, uh, I mean, dude. if you got to sit in one of those conferences, dude, who doesn't want to be entertained like that? A hundred percent. So I can't dance and do that. Yeah. And I'm getting older, so, uh, you know, nobody wants to see a 60-year-old dude doing it. So i got a short window where I've got to come up with plan B if I, if I don't uh, get an invite here soon. Well, at Sydney's high school graduation, the student body president, he sang a song. Did that he? was it. I was like, hats. I mean, he was shaky yeah. at first, yeah. but he got into it. I was like, hats off to you, dude. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. My biggest stage was... Mary and I went to, do you remember Nate Berkus? He was like a designer that used to be on the Oprah show. Yeah, I don't know if you watched the Oprah show, but. I like Oprah. So he, the Nate Berkus show opened up in New York. And so we went to, Mary got free tickets to go to it because she did some designer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm shortening the story up, but some home design thing and sent it into them. Very and cool. they got us on. Okay. We weren't guests, but we were in the audience. So in the middle, you know, in between the shoots, they have this comedian person who's like warming up the crowd and everything and getting everyone involved. And uh, I volunteered to be our West Side captain. That makes sense to me. And uh, and then um, <clears throat> so she found out I was the ER doc and we we're doing these all these different things, these dance offs, basically. And so I get up and it's me and these other people. And I mean, it's a big studio oh yeah and I, in one of those situations it's like you either go all the way or you can't do it halfway oh yeah all the way yeah, so you gotta send it i did it all the way and then it ended up down to me and this other guy and i went up to him and like whispered it was just gonna be between him and me and we ran up and did this chest bump and we did this full-on dance off and i won it <laughs> what'd you get i got some lame drawing of <laughs> nate Burgess and the Comedian signed it in his name. You didn't get a car? I got a great memory. You get a car. You get a car. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Amy's it wasn't been, like Oprah. Yeah, Amy's been to the Oprah show multiple times. What? Yeah, oh. front, front row on one show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she, she likes the party. So since we – I thought when, I, when we were going to do this together, I thought what a, a good thing we can do is – why don't we talk for a minute about, you tell me why you think Mary thinks the world of me, and I'll talk for a minute about why I think Amy thinks you're the best husband in the world. Okay. Don't you think that's a good yeah, thing so to kick off? So, so we're going to go, okay. So, so um, well, we'll actually do the opposite. Why do, you, why do you think Amy thinks you're the best husband in the world? Because she might listen to this. Oh, so here's here's the thing. I'll start. I'll start at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh mercy. Uh, I uh, I'm lucky. Okay. No. I, uh -huh. And everybody knows it. But here's the story that I tell that kind of sums it up. We married up. Yes. Both of us. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'll get to you in a minute. Um, so, 
for me, for me, the the story is I was sitting next to um, Anessa, our younger sister uh -huh. at the university. Yeah, at, at, and at the time, I don't know if it was UVCC or SC. I think it was mm -hmm. a state college at the time. Second semester, and Sean McAlevey and Rico were we were all sitting there. Just I don't know what we were doing, just near the cafeteria, sitting there. Shout out to our boys. Yeah, shout out boys. And Amy comes out of the bookstore, and it was the walk. She walked with confidence, and she had real black, thick, curly hair. And I looked and I saw her, and she was wearing a white shirt and a plaid mini skirt and clogs. I wasn't so much into the clogs, but the rest of the outfit was on point. You remember all of that? Oh, oh absolutely. And I said, I'm gonna date that girl before the semester's out. And Nessa looked at me, looked back at her, looked back at me, and said, nah, no way. <laughs> and so, I don't, you know, when you want something, you go get it. <laughs> and so I found out that she worked with one of my buddies and she was in a class with another of my buddies. And so I started to network. And I went to my buddy, Mark Barrett, who was in her class. And I said, hey, I, I, I saw somebody. She's in your class. And, and he was trying to figure out how to take her out and date her. And oh, I, you had to derail that subtly. I, I did immediately. And, you know, as a good bro, he said, <laughs> yep, I'm out. Because I said, I'm serious about this one. Yeah. So, and... Uh, and then um, my other buddy worked with her at Chili's. And at the time, she didn't want anything to do with me because I was from Texas. Because all Texas guys are, you know, suspect. And, uh, and so I was out. And I'm like, what? She hasn't even met me. What am I, Marty, out? But... Uh, Texas discrimination. Yes, Texas. Exactly. We're, Te Texism. We're not all Texanism. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, um, but when here's another funny story uh, we were going to go rollerblading and so it was the first time she came over to the house and I had nothing going for me All right, I lived in the basement of, of the house didn't even have a car at this point mm -hmm. uh, Wait, but I, I didn't have anything going for me I might have gone me. with you because I went rollerblading with y'all you were there that night okay? that was the first night Okay. Yeah. So, so she shows up and I'm upstairs for some reason doing something. And I'm not joking when I say she was in the house less than 15 minutes. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And so Anessa and Mandy come up. And you know they're short knockers. They're little bitties. And uh -huh. they're, they're all up in my face. Uh -huh. And Mandy's always the spokesperson. And Nessa's there to support. <laughs> so you, you, you know this is true. So Mandy gets up in my face and she starts hitting my chest. And she goes, let me tell you something right now. And she says, if you screw this one up, she's in. You're out. And she's meeting of the family, you know. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's been here for 10 minutes. <laughs> well, apparently she had Patrick down, pinned down, giving him Chinese water torture, you know. And, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> she took care of Patrick and then she just, everybody loved her. But uh, for me, That's funny. I've always prioritized uh, Amy's number one and then the boys are number two. Hmm. And that's just how it is now. You know how marriage is. <laughs> she's kicked me all out. You know, she's, uh, this is probably be a shock if the boys listen to it. You know, marriage isn't uh, easy, but it's worth it. 
<laughs> you want me to go? No. <laughs> That's good. How, how much? No. You married up? Are you ready for oh, that? I know how much I married up. Married don't I, and I don't even remember how we met because we were all together in that neighborhood. Well, my sisters introduced you guys. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I, I, know I can't that. remember if it was Meg or Ness. Meg. It was Meg. Yeah, okay. for sure. Meg's friend. Yeah. Yeah, we both married up. I tried to make that a funny, a funny uh, question, but you, you've been taught well, just as I have. You quickly spun that back. <laughs> we both married up. Now, I want to get into this, something I didn't know about. You said you had a seventh grade track wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard this. Oh man, uh, I've had two really embarrassing moments in life. Uh, this this was the first one, seventh grade. So in uh, athletics, they issue you, you know that you're, you know, uh, you know, it's P, like, like white two sizes too ISDPE, right? Two sizes the, the too big. Everything's gray, <laughs> and so they issue you your shorts, your shirt, and then your sweats, tops and bottoms, and and. <laughs> And, and then you ran in your own shoes. And so I love basketball. So basketball season was, was done, and they said, You're, you got to do something else. You either go into PE or you can do track. And I thought, well, I'll do track just because all my buddies were in track. And, and so I decided to high jump and pole vault. Okay. And it was, I mean, you could jump high. You, well, I could, but do yeah. you know why I chose those two events? High jump and pull because it's not as far to run. No, there's a mat on both things. So I just like to lay around and hang out, right? <laughs> and I'm not joking when I tell you this. Our coach weighed 350 to 400 pounds, a track coach. And in and, and, and a one-hour track session, every day he would make the rounds. And I had him timed. So if he was at the pole vault, I was at the opposite end, you know, you know, high jumping. Yeah, high, high jumping. Yeah, and whenever he caught me, he made me run, and I hate running. And it's funny because I have a really good runner for a kid, but I uh -huh. hated running. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So one day I was at the high jump, and they're like, "You've got to jump a certain amount, otherwise you're never gonna make it to any meet because you had to qualify to go to a meet." And I thought, well, I should probably at least qualify one uh -huh. weekend, you know, have and to have jump? something to do on the uh -huh. weekend. So I'm warming up, and the coolest thing about this, the other fringe benefit, was we got bussed to the high school. And at the same hour practice, it was the ninth grade girls practice. Nice. And as a seventh grader, I was like, bam, this is money. <laughs> Showing up in your PE shorts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I was delusional, and I thought, probably yeah. thought they all had a crush on me. And so... <laughs> You know, they're just jogging, they're just warming up, and they're going around the track, and and I was getting a little warm. You know, I'm, I'm loosening up. I got to make one track meet, right? So I'm trying. I'm mm -hmm. actually trying to jump. I, I think it was probably five foot six inches or something, uh -huh. you know? Uh -huh. I didn't even know how to do it, and, and I didn't pay any attention to the, you know, we didn't get any training. The so, flop. Yeah. Yeah. So it's getting a little warm, so I unzip the the jacket take the jacket off and I'm, I'm doing a few more jumps and and again it's getting a little warmer so I'm like okay it's time to shed the the sweatpants and so the timing of it is what made this story so I, I had one leg off 
and completely off out of my shoe took the time you know i had to get it over your shoe that's not easy so that's difficult so i did that and then i kind of when i had one leg off and the other one just down to my knee i kind of stretched you know my, my arms up and stretched and if you've ever felt like something's not quite right, uh-huh. and I'm like, this just seems a little more windy, <laughs> and I quickly looked down and was mortified to see my white grippers <laughs> and all, in all their glory right as the girls were making their loop right past me. <laughs> <laughs> the timing is impeccable. Needless to say, I never dated a one of those ninth graders. They, they all went corneal blindness from your whiteness of your undies. It's whitey tighties. Hopefully, they're white. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I don't even know why I wrote that there. It's a humbling moment right there. <laughs> it was very. <laughs> one of those moments you want to. <laughs> Which you could play back. Yeah, I the other one involved girls and high school. Yeah, so oh, maybe we'll get into yeah. it. But oh my gosh, Another day. when as it as an adult, it's you get embarrassed with stuff. I can I still get embarrassed if you do you make some faux pas or something. But as a teenager, it is like magnified hot lava to the yeah. face, and oh, it's yeah. mortifying. Yeah, <clears throat> um, we can't do like a discussion unless we talk about how you were on crutches for like five years growing up, seven years. What yeah. was it? And what uh, happened? What, how did that like? Yeah. So I, in second grade, I started limping. And, and for me, what happened was, um, my, my legs would hurt really bad. And then once I got to the, to the playground and we had our recess time, I would loosen up and they'd be fine. Well, after a while, it started to not loosen up and not be fine, and my mom noticed that I was limping. So they took me down to the doctor, and the, the doctor said, oh, you need to go see an orthopedic specialist. Um, so we went to the orthopedic specialist, and long story short, I had leg perthes. Uh-huh. And even though it's called leg perthes, it's a hip leg, situation. Leg yeah. calf perthes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, who am I talking to? Yeah, right? I, yeah I know so, what you're So, uh-huh. uh, that's right. Uh, so, you probably know more about it than I do. No, so, you know about it. Practical experience. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what happens, they don't know why it happens. They used to think it's not genetic, but now they do. My dad had it in one hip. I happen oh. to have it in both. Um, there's been a few worse cases than mine. There's been one individual that I know that had it in both hips at the same time and had to do a wheelchair. But for me, I had it in one hip at a time, and the first time was from second grade to fourth grade, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- for me, uh, at, when we went to the orthopedic specialist, um, they wanted to do a brace. They wanted to try that. Uh-huh. And at the time, they thought you know it, it was the best thing. So I wore a brace around my two hips and then a bar in between, in between my legs to spread them out. Yeah. Um, nowadays, that's a bad treatment. Mm-hmm. And so I have one hip that healed better than the other. So what happens in leg perthes is your hip bone dissolves. And so when it grows back, it, it doesn't grow back perfect. But if now they know if you can have a little more free movement, it will grow back mm-hmm. as closely to what it was as possible so Mm. that's how i treated the second one the second time Mm. Mm. but um 
I got really good at crutches. I could run as fast as any of the other kids on crutches. I could uh, do just about everything. Did you have one crutch or two at a time? Well, I would both. If yeah. I was playing basketball, yeah. I would do one, but they wouldn't uh -huh. let me play with a team because you know they thought I would hurt somebody with the crutch or something like that. So I didn't get uh -huh. to play team basketball yeah. until I was in eighth grade. Uh -huh. Yeah, but it was... I had one year off in fourth grade, got to play basketball that year, and then I got back on them fifth grade to eighth grade. Hmm. And, and then eighth, at the start of the eighth grade, I was off. Yeah. Wow. And I've, I have to think, because I've played a lot of basketball with you um, growing up, and you have this mad, like, one step that is just crazy quick. And then you could, like, 360 dunk it at one point um maybe you still can no, uh, no. seven foot seven foot, <laughs> seven foot ram i got that all day but so obviously that may have affected you physically like how do you think it has like affected you the rest of your life anything at all you think how that shaped you well anyway? it, it's it's interesting i had a really cool it, um you know uh we have a thing in our house the the stronger the wind the stronger the tree right and, oh, the stronger the wind, yes. the stronger the tree. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I kind of yeah. look at it that way. So I didn't look at it that way when I was a kid. I mm -hmm. remember the the second time because mm -hmm. I knew what was. I knew I was in for another two year, two and a half years you on started crutches. Limp. You started to limp. Yeah. Uh -huh. Came came right back, and I knew before everybody else what it was. But when we went to the doctor and got confirmation, he was talking to my mom, and I had turned away. And I turned to her, and, and I saw her face, and I knew, yep, here we go. I got it again, and I broke down and cried like a baby. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, she said this to me. She said, I don't know why you're having to deal with this, but God has a purpose for it. And I think it's to make you strong. Someday, you'll have to rely on the strength that you're going to gain through this. And so that's, that's what came from it for me is just knowing and being able to do tough things, I think. Hmm. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really see it as, as such. I just, mm -hmm. yeah, it was just, I just did everything everybody else did. So I didn't think as much of it as I think other people did. Of course. Yeah. It's just, it was just your reality. Yeah. But that's, that's pretty remarkable. The those... thing about that was the armpits. Um, Ooh, yeah. I went through like the the bottoms that was like getting a new pair of tennis shoes like i would wear the those stoppers mm -hmm. out like crazy but the armpit thing was i had bruising and discoloration for two or three years after until it went away that was the toughest thing is, oh, is just the armpits but it also made me strong because holding yourself up yeah. on crutches i could bench press you know i'm not very I, like I think at the most, I almost bench pressed 300 pounds at one point. Dang. And that's a lot because yeah. I, don't, I don't weigh that much. But yeah. uh, I, I got a lot of upper body strength from having to walk yeah. on it. Yeah. But, yeah. Huh. Now, I want to hear about the rooster. I've heard tales about the rooster. That somehow, that was a strong wind that made you a stronger tree. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that thing. To give us the backstory, so that. my dad says we need we need chickens, and we didn't know anything about chickens, but you get eggs, and we're like, yippee, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So somebody told us that you only needed one rooster. That was the only advice somebody gave us. And so when we ordered the chickens, and they all showed up, we had four or five roosters, 
And so we're like, how do we pick? So we're sitting there. I can remember we're sitting on the ground and my dad goes, well, this one likes us. It's coming near us. It must already like us like it's a dog or something. Uh What we picked was the baddest rooster on the planet. It was already trying to attack us. It, it was it was posturing. Yeah, it was the it was the it wasn't alpha being, rooster. It was trying to alpha yeah. alpha you guys. <laughs> it wasn't being nice. I I tell you, I hated collecting eggs because I had crutches, and so I'd have to do it with one crutch, so I could use my other hand to do stuff and to yeah. gather the yeah, eggs yeah. and all of that. That's why I hate snakes too. I ran into a few snakes in the in the hen house. Okay. Oh yeah, they love they love oh, they, the yeah eggs. they get in there and it, it's like a, a buffet. Smorgasbord. Yeah, they just eat those eggs. So one time, he was just got he'd get me. He'd corner me. He'd fly up and try to spur me. And I mean, oh yeah, yeah they're 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 mean. What did you guys name him anything? Not not that you can repeat. <laughs> Yeah, I called I called him the devil. Okay, so, so Satan was after me on a daily basis. So one day he had me down. He was working me, and I, my dad told me about this after the fact that he was up on the per- porch watching it, just letting it happen. You know. Hmm. Um. So I devised a system every day. I would take the a garbage can lid and use it as a shield, and. As soon as that sucker would fly up on me, I would block him with the shield, knock him down, and then with my crutch, I would beat the tar out of him. (laughs) And if I beat him really good enough, he would leave me alone quick enough for me to get in there and get the eggs and get out. Yeah. But I had to give him a a whooping, you know, so he would let me get the eggs. Well, one day, he just got the best of me. And he was he was working me over, uh-huh. and in a fit of rage, I I beat that rooster to the inch of his life. But he made it. I didn't get him all the way, uh-huh. you know. But uh-huh. I mean, tears flowing. I, yeah, it was a battle. Here's the thing: that rooster jumped up on Penny's head one time, and guess what we had for dinner that night? Kendall, when I tell you it's one of the best meals I've had in my life, I, I ate that chicken, that rooster that night, and loved every single moment of it. You're like, I'll take the feet, I'll take the beak, give I'll me take the everything, giblets. Yeah, he couldn't mess with my sisters, but he messed with me every day. You but had Satan for dinner. We did, loved it. I hadn't heard that ending. That's a kind of a fun ending. Yeah. Well, we can't end today. I have a story. You haven't heard the craziest story of my life. So we can go wherever you want, but come back to it. I have the craziest story that you've never heard about me. Give me a, this will be a nice foreshadow. What's, give me a a key word to remember it by. Just crazy story. The SWAT team. Okay. All right. We're coming back to that. Okay. All right. We're going to jump into the quiz now. Okay. So oh, man, I'm you nervous. Got two and a half minutes. It used to be two minutes, but now I'm reading these. This is just, uh, what's it called? Trivial Pursuit. Oh, no. I was doing the Trivial Pursuit for kids, but it was way, it was <sighs> insulting how easy it well, was. Well, not for me. <laughs> so, so <laughs> this is two and a half minutes of glory. <laughs> Two minutes of glory. 
We are in business. You, so you have two and a half minutes to answer ten questions right. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I'll need you to be your own scorekeeper. Oh shoot! Okay. Just um, no, actually, I got it. I got. I'll just mark them with this. You okay. Okay. Two and a half minutes. Ten questions right. You win this mug. <laughs> okay. Oh, I want right. the mug. All right. You ready? Yes. Now, Aaron had it, and Mandy had it differently. They had a customized quiz about golf and about oh. something else, but yours is just, this is just random. So it's not about basketball? It might be. Okay. We'll see. Hopefully. All right, your two and a half minutes starts right now. Name three of the five African nations whose names begin with Z. Zimbabwe? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's all I got. Okay. What sci-fi series included the regular characters of Geordi, Data, and Worf? Star Trek? Correct. What legendary sunken island was the first mentioned in the works of Plato? Legendary sunken um, city, a city that's lost. Atlantis? Correct. What museum was the setting for the Ben Stiller film, A Night at the Museum? The Met? Correct. Uh-huh. Robusta and Araba... I can't even say this. Okay. The name of the of Superman, the birth name is Kal-El. True or false? Yes. True. Uh, in what continent would you find the cradle of humankind, known for its famous archaeological finds? Oh, my The goodness. cradle of humankind. Wild guess. Any continent? Uh, uh, South Africa. Africa. It's correct. Oh. In what country would you traditionally order bird's nest soup? China, Mexico, or France? China? Correct. What country did Angelina Jolie's first adopted child, Maddox, come from? Oh, my gosh. Do I have to say? What country? Yeah. Oh, uh, it was the Philippines? No. Close. You're really close. Oh, man. In what oh, year? Taiwan. No. Oh. In what year was the first internet, the word internet coined? 74, 82, or 95? 82. Incorrect. 74. Correct, but too late. Okay. In what U.S. park can you look at Alice in Wonderland statue and read lines from the poem Jabberwocky? Disneyland? U.S. park. U.S. Oh. park. It's like a city park. Big, uh, big famous uh, downtown skyscrapers everywhere. New York? What, what are we talking uh -huh. about? Correct. All okay. of that counts. Central Park. Oh, Central Park. What classic record label boasted the acts of Diana Ross and the Supremes, Marvin Gaye and the Jackson 5? Oh, my gosh. It's the uh, Motown 5. Correct. Motown. What Norse god is commemorated in the name of Thursday? What Scottish town? What Norse god? Norse god. Oh, I don't know. Is commemorated by the name of Thursday. Oh, Thor? Correct. McDonald's Hong Kong offers uh, on-site wedding packages. True or false? True. Correct. What actor played the role of Dawson on the TV show Dawson's Creek? Oh, I don't know. I don't have no idea. James Vanderburk. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Let's, How many did I get? Let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. You got one. And... It was Central Park. I don't know if I should give that to you. I think you should. <laughs> you sure? You <laughs> I'm not going to give that to you. Let's see. You got one. You got the um, the Motown. That's two, three, four, um, five, 
six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> you get nine, right? <laughs> <laughs> Central Park. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Close enough. Just because you're my brother, I'm gonna read a random one, and if okay. you get it right, okay. this is game. Okay, it's overtime. Tough question. I know. <laughs> These are way harder than oh your sibling said. Okay, here's a random one. Pick a, um, say one through six. Okay. Pick a number uh, one through four. six. Four. Are you sure you want to pick four? Two! Two! Okay. In the remake of True Grit, Jeff Bridges starred in the role that was first played by... Oh, John my. Wayne, Clint Eastwood, or Bruce Lee? John Wayne. You're right! Yes! You get the mug! Yes! You get the mug! Okay, let's go on. Uh, this is prominent. This I'm giving is, it to you because yes. this is a, I'm still experimenting with the Trivial Pursuit questions, <laughs> and these are hard, so... I, I can't believe I got half of those! <laughs> <laughs> they were like guesses. <laughs> it's like high school and C all over again. <laughs> Good job. So, I guess the Angelina Jolie child was, was she? Cambodia. Cambodia. Jeez, and I speak Vietnamese right next door. I, I, I remember that. I, I can't believe I didn't remember that I don't one. Know how you remember that? So, uh, not everyone who listens to this or who's on here um, is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter Saints. But you served a mission and you spoke Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the Vietnamese like? What did you gain from that? What did you come back home from your mission with? You know, like learning Vietnamese, being around them. Well, I think I think they are so generous. As if I had to classify, if you said you liked anything, you were walking away with it. it that's not an exaggeration, because I hear that all the time. It's not. And if they if they had a last nickel, and you said, "Wow, that's a sh shiny nickel," you're getting that nickel. I wonder where and that comes. from. I don't from. know. How that... I'm not sure what it is, yeah. but they're they're uber generous, yeah. um, and uh, but. They are talking about you at the nail salon. <laughs> let's just let's just get it out in the open right now. And it's not in a bad way. Sure. It's just I would say I call it cultural. Huh. They're talking about you. <laughs> and that's okay. Because you need to be talked about. <laughs> so I've heard you speak it, but uh can you can you favor us with some uh Vietnamese here? Well, uh, it's been 20-something years. Oh, I know, I but, know. But. but I was telling Matthew, uh, you know, I had a buddy of mine that wore number 35 and played with the Vietnamese kid, and he would always say, Bamboo Lam, Bamboo Lam, which means 35, 35, pass me the ball. So I today it's 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 all really just com basic conversation that I have anymore. I don't get to practice much, but... Um, Can I sample some? Sure. What do you want to hear? What do you want uh, to yeah, say? Yeah, it's hard to. Um, so tell me about um, what makes me such a great brother. Oh Vietnamese. wow! I got to get descriptive here. Uh, they have a saying called "Ye which means I like that. Yeah, easy to love. So it's what you say to kids, and and you've always been uh, upbeat, positive, 
Yeah, you're good. Uh, you mimic that really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. That's going to be my new my new t-shirt. Easy to love. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Well, um, any other Vietnamese you want to speak? You're good. What's a What's the interesting thing you ate on your on your balut, and it's not it's not necessarily um, balut. It's a it's a it's an egg that's fermented for about sixteen days, uh, goose egg, chicken egg, uh, either one. But uh, it's it's got its cartilage, its beak, and all that stuff. And oh, you, yeah, you boil it. So a first, it's a Filipino dish, but the Vietnamese <laughs> use it as well as a specialty. That was that was horrific. I I, I ate one of those. Um, but is it food is delicious. Well, we can't just skip over that. <laughs> so it's a fermented egg that's been fertilized. I mean, it's a, well, it was, it's a chick. It's, yeah, correct. There's a chick inside. And it's f fermented. 16 days. Does that mean they just leave it in the hot sun? It's like spoiled? No, it's not spoiled. It's just, it's almost hatched. And then, then you eat it. Okay. And th what, do they boil it? Boil it, yep. And and it's like the it's like the uh, I have I'm a picturing heart. the baby I, bird screaming. Some, some, <laughs> sometimes there's feathers. You know, I had a, I had one guy that would blow the feathers up and down and play with his food. You know, while he was eating it. No, come and on, no, no lie. Okay, so I'm just picture. I want to recreate the dish. So it's yeah. it's boiled. Little yeah. baby chick screams to death because it's really hot in the egg, and then that's it. And then. It's served on a plate. It's mostly like a chick embryo. I mean, it's developed a little bit. It's got beak and feathers, but some it's... people have turned on the po turned off the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at this point. You crack it open. It's a delicacy to them. Mm. Well, it's kind of like the bird's nest soup that I read. Yeah, that's why I guess China. Oh my goodness. Okay. Wow. That would be. But mostly they 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 have the, their egg rolls. Jaya is delicious. Mm. Um, I like. Uh, I'm a a huge fan of. Uh, they have the thing called a pho. Uh, it's like a noodle noodle soup. Yeah, it's delicious. It's not like any other noodle in the world. It's absolutely delicious. Mm. And they and they have a they call thing called pho say lua, which means. The the train the Saint is a train. It's a little French. The the French Romanize the language and stuff. So it's sabon is soap, French uh, and yeah. yeah and Vietnamese. So a lot of sabot is a bus, you know huh. both huh. Vietnamese. So anyway, it, it, it's their food is delicious because of the French, uh, mm. uh, you know, uh -huh. delicious food. Yeah. Mm. Okay, uh, I want to hear about you. Put down that you. Um, Okay, so you've worked for Staples for a long time, and basically, I asked you, "What do people not know about your job?" And basically, that you sell more than Staples. <laughs> you sell more than Staples. <laughs> That's the big secret. And, and like, oh, um, we're the world's largest uh, seller of office furniture, promotional products. Uh, the world's largest yeah. office furniture. Office furniture, all of that stuff. So that—that's what people. <clears throat> you know, don't recognize. I mean, our names are worst enemy staples. You know, they think we just sell office supplies, but, uh, break room supplies, cleaning supplies. Uh -huh. yeah. No, maybe the, the anything, whatever, a, anything a business needs to run. Yeah. Whatever the, I mean, the, the whole branding of the, that was easy. I mean like that, 
the Staples is. Yeah, that was they, uh, that was a good brand. Yeah, that did. was one of the the big icons of the marketing world. Oh when, yeah, when they hit that, yeah. and the little buttons that they oh, sell. Yeah. Do they sell those or pass those out or what happened? They, they I just started for, seeing them everywhere. Yeah, for a long time, oh, some of the the proceeds went to the Boys and Girls Club. For a huh. long time with that, yeah. Okay, why do you, so you envisioned when you were younger, being a point guard in the NBA or biz or or and a businessman or on plane with briefcase. It was it was one or the other. <laughs> so how, where where was the fork in the road? My, I find myself on a plane with a briefcase and I hate it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of planes unless I'm going on vacation, and even then I, I don't like airports anymore. Huh. Just the crowd. I haven't had to yeah. fly a lot, but I've traveled a little bit with work over the years. Mm -hmm. So, what are you? Uh, how did you get to where? To why did you give up the NBA? Uh, you had, I, I needed to be about six or seven inches taller. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> I joke that that's all I needed, Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not far off. That's pretty much it. I just need six or seven. You know, Patrick and Aaron tower. right now are screaming at the yeah. their phones. You know what, man? I played with you, and you're not far off, man. If you had six or seven inches more, you yeah. would have been hitting your waist against the rim. Yeah, I yeah I I didn't develop. I I didn't have the confidence when I was young, and I didn't. I didn't realize how to, to play in a game. I, it's probably because I didn't play with others at a young age. And so I can remember my whole eighth grade year. I don't remember being, knowing what to do in a, in a game with five other people. But I, I, didn't, I didn't mature in time and gain the confidence when I was younger. So my high school career was nothing. Mm -hmm. But, man, I, I was a late bloomer. But in, in my 25 to 30-year range – I was really good, but by then, there was nothing to the do. The scouts weren't coming yeah, to, the, there was nothing, to the church to watch know, or, was, or the city leagues. I had a kid and a wife by then, you uh -huh. know, so. Yeah. Which so you, is better. But you regretted not going for it yeah, that in, big in college? Yeah. I should have like gone trying out. to walk on or yeah, something? Correct. <clears throat> yeah. Correct. Yeah. That was big regret, so. Well, you could do something big and there'd end up being a movie made about you. Hey. The comeback kid. You know. The uh, <clears throat> that'd be a cool movie. You could be a Tiger Woods of basketball, except he <laughs> except he had a <laughs> he had a peak and then he came back. Yeah. You have to have a peak. I, I didn't have the peak, but <laughs> I can't do a comeback. I can barely get up off the couch. <laughs> so I'll just make this shout out because Aaron mentioned it. He wanted to talk about basketball game that you and him oh, had. Yeah, of course he did. No, but we'll <laughs> let him get back on the show and talk about that sometime. <laughs> okay, your claim to fame. Oh, that was, oh, top three claim to fame of Tyler, Texas. Tyler. Yep. Rose Cap We've already talked about this with Gran. Oh, did she? Uh-huh. Rose Capital of the World. But she was talking more about Matador. Matador, yeah. Matador is West Texas. No, no not Matador. She was from. That's where, that's yeah. where, yeah, uh -huh. that's where yeah, that's she right. grew up. That's right. Okay. Roaring so, Springs. Your uh, favorite poem is Where the Sidewalk Ends. Do you have it memorized? No, I did. You don't. just love those books. I did. It was, yeah, one of my first favorite books. I have one of those poems memorized. Do you? <clears throat> you have a magic carpet. Okay, hold on. It's called Magic Carpet. You have a magic carpet that can whiz you through the air. 
to Spain or Maine or Africa if you just tell it where? So will you let it take you where you've never been before? Or will you buy some drapes to match and use it on your floor? So do, were you always good at memorization or was it uh, doctor becoming a doctor um, in, I think in medical was, school that really caused you to memorize things? Um, so I think it was on my mission. For really? sure. Yeah, because... Um, Language? Because you knew me before the mission with my school. Um, uh, uh, can I, can school I can delve into you for a second on this? <laughs> sure. I've never seen such a change in, in, in what it can do for somebody to, to give focus and direction than it did for you. Absolutely. And, I, yeah. and I'm, I think about that often, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Honestly, like I feel like I discovered my divine potential on my mission. Like I, I believed that, you know, that I, <clears throat> you know, I believed in, in that before, obviously that's why I went on mission, but like during it, there's so much memorizing and there's so much language learning. <clears throat> there's not as much memorizing now, which is good. It's much yeah. better now. Yeah. But just the language that when it started to unlock in my mind, it was like, Oh, you know, like I started to get this confidence that I could do something really hard. Kind of yeah. like your rooster experience. And, yeah. and I'm sure you had the same thing with your Vietnamese and then coming back from my mission. I mean, honestly, it was that prepped me and then Mary showed up. Yeah. <laughs> and so, that was the winning combination right there. Yeah. So, so, <clears throat> That's what I was going to say. Another commonality that we had is <laughs> we had we had a propellant <laughs> pushing us forward. A lot of times dragging us forward. You know it. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, yeah, there's like a catalyst in the chemistry reactions. Yes. That they were the catalyst. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, because she was she her her GPA in college was three point nine nine. Wow. Because she got an A minus in bowling. I'll use that one. So locking that one away. So that's that's who I married. And so <laughs> I was already on fire and she was like, Hey, you should you know in anatomy and physiology class I took that and so many of the terms are Latin. Yeah. And they relate to Spanish, you know? So There's a lot of overlap. So then it was like, whoa, I'm good at this. Yeah, I'm good at memorizing, yeah. you know, and and then um so that that's what was like helped me out a ton. But uh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a big deal. But I like oh, no, so to get back to your thing, you, the reason why I like memorizing and I wanted to, I'd like to do more of it is I like to be able to carry around a library with me. Like if I could just be more disciplined and memorize more things. It's just cool. Cause I just picture being on an Island by myself. And if I was like by myself and I had to like re recreate the Holy works or, you know, the scriptures or some poems I like, or my favorite things. Like, it's like, I want to carry this library with me, you know, I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I like to free will everything. <laughs> I'm going to shoot from the hip. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny. I, you know, if I ever have to give a speech or a talk or anything like that, I'm a concept. I like telling stories and oh, I, yeah. I don't like to, I don't like to have the memorization side of it. Yeah. I should, I definitely should prepare more. I never do. 
Yeah. But I just rely on this in the moment type of a thing that I like to get into. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I don't want to like misrepresent myself. Like I'm walking around like a uh, <laughs> walking dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Like a. Yeah, you just quoted. You're easily impressed. Silverstein poem. That's like seven stanzas long. That's that's six more than I could have handled. I'm not kidding. You need you need to get out more. I do. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know you're so impressed with my Shel Silverstein. I am. No, it's one of my teachers. She introduced me to the book. Yeah, maybe Mrs. Walnack, my third grade teacher. There's some good ones. There's yeah. some good ones. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> he told a lot with silliness. Yeah. He told a lot, some profound things with being yes, silly. Yes, with being silly, yep. Yeah. Like that magic carpet thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but most of the things that I end up memorizing are like random now and then, like a poem that really affects me. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> it's because I want it's cause I want it to like help me, inspire me. Yeah. So it's not like I'm trying to whip out these poems and except for with you, Shel Silverstein. Uh, okay, I want to hear the no. We're gonna do one more brown bag. So okay. I need you to roll the dice again. Okay. Six. Six is ooh mystery year. Okay. I've never done this one before, so this will be an experiment. Okay. Good. So. Let me just pull this up here. Um, um, so I'm going to pull up a year. And it's like pop culture and stuff about this year. Okay. And then I want you, and it's like world, <clears throat> it's like world events or whatever. I want to see how many facts it takes for you to guess what year it is. Okay. So don't jump on it yet. Just kind of listen to it. 86. Okay, so you're now you're already one down. <laughs> okay. So, okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Back in this year, uh, George H.W. George Bush became the 41st U.S. president. Uh, let me give you a couple more hints. Okay. Don't make your guess yet. Serial killer Ted Bundy was executed. 88. No. Oh, 86. Hold on, hold on. You already said 86. Oh, 88. No, I said 88. Okay, hold on. So you get two guesses. Let me see how close you get. Pete Rosell announced he was retiring from football. The World Series earthquake struck the San Francisco Bay Area. Smoking was banned from all domestic airline flights. You're close. You're no really matter close. what you say, I won't get any closer unless I have a lot of guesses. The Cosby Show was the most popular TV series. Again... I'm you were really close with 88. Was it, what, what was it, 87? No. 89? Yep. See, because there's a Bush Reagan. That's what I probably should have gone. Uh, T-shirt. That's the only thing I remember, 88. Uh, so I was like, H is close. I don't remember who Pete Rozelle is. About uh, baseball. That's a famous. Pete Rozelle announced he was retiring from football. Oh, he no, he was the commissioner for the football. Yeah. Oh, NFL okay. commissioner. <clears throat> okay. So, okay, I don't know what that little segment did, but I want a good job. You nailed it almost. Almost, that's one off. <laughs> okay, so I got to hear the SWAT story. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up with that. 
Okay, because people are starting to arrive. They're starting to arrive. This is a few minutes, so I'm going to tell it in its detail, and my blood pressure will be off the charts. A few years back, I I ended the day working from my home office, and it was in, still in Frisco, in Frisco, Texas, okay. and. Uh, at, at the, both of the boys, uh, this was five or six years ago, so both of our boys were in high school. And I was just, I can remember exactly, I was sending an email to Scott Barron at the time, my boss, and just kind of sending it. And Amy walks out the door, and I thought she was going to get the mail. And she left the door open. And I'm typing the email and I look up and I see this look on her face and I know instantly something's wrong. And so I quit mid-sentence typing. I get up from my office and our office uh, overlooks our front driveway yeah. into our house. <clears throat> and I first thought, oh my gosh, one of our boys got run over was what was my thought because of the look on her face. And I thought, no, she'd be sprinting. So maybe it's somebody else was in trouble. So I go to the door, and at that point, Amy is a few feet out, and the door is open, and she says, Adam, come out with your hands up. This is no joke. And her voice is quivering. And I'm like, we're getting robbed in the, in the daylight. The day. In the daylight. In the suburb. In the suburb, Frisco, Texas, we're getting robbed. And I thought, man, People don't get robbed at gunpoint. So why, why I, wouldn't they come in yes, or something? Yeah. So I quickly bolt at this point. I'm, I'm through the door, and I'm out in the middle of our driveway. And I look to my left, and I see a cop. And I don't think anything of it. I think, oh, I'll, you know, good. The cops are here. Man, something must be going on. I look to my right, and another cop is coming towards me as well. And I thought, wow, something's really going down in our neighborhood. And then I noticed that they're in SWAT gear and they've got semi-automatic guns. Semi-automatic, yeah. And I thought, oh, that's kind of gives me pause. And then the one to my right says to me, are you Adam Hendricks? Come on. And at this point, my mind is blown. Bam. I... Yes, I am. And before I could say or think or do anything, and they are very good, I'm down on the ground, knee to the back, and he's got me in handcuffs. Come on. Before I can even blink. I mean, it's impressive. It really is. Come on. I'm in handcuffs. Amy is going hysterical. And I've got a few side comments about how she handles stressful situations. She doesn't, by the way. <laughs> And oh my, gosh. I, my mind is just, I don't know what to think. I don't have no idea what to think. And at this point, the guy that got me down asks me a few questions at this point. And he says, do you have kids? And then my thought was, whatever Matthew or Nicholas did, I'm going to kill them both. <laughs> I'm going to find out what they did to get me in handcuffs in my front yard. And I said, yes, I have two boys. And he asked, are they home? I what? said, no, they're not. He picks me up by the, and, by the thing and he walks me over and sits me on a little brick ledge around one of our trees. <clears throat> and at this point, 
a lady that just moved into our no, neighborhood. Come on. I'm, I'm not She's making, bringing you cookies. I'm not, I'm not making any of this up, okay? Who happens to go to the same church we go to. And I happen to be her son's Sunday school teacher. And she's seen me in handcuffs no. sitting next to Amy who's bawling her eyes out. No. And Amy and her lock eyes. And she freezes. She stops. Well, the, the several police officers that are around wave her through. Get out of here. Get out of here. And what I thought at this point was, oh, great. You know, she's probably thinking she doesn't know us, but she sent Amy an email privately later in the day. And she goes, honey, I don't know what your husband did, but I got your back. So oh, she wow. probably thought they finally got that scumbag Adam Hendricks. Yeah. And so that happens. Cop says, hey, can we go in the house? Amy says, yes, I'll show you where our guns are. And I'm thinking to myself, Honey, just shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Again, under pressure, yeah. not so good. Also, she kept on saying, you got the wrong guy. We're borderline Amish. Because <laughs> so, of Grand's connection in Topeka. <laughs> yes. And, and, and so I thought about that often, like, that's what Amy thinks of us, that we're borderline Amish. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> She's trying to think I, of something to I, get the... <laughs> I just... We'll let that one go. Just, I'm not sure what that says. Uh -huh. So then the police officer, two of them go in the house, and they're looking around the house, and the one that's staying with us, Amy, I finally at this point say something, and I say, what is going on? Yeah, you're probably just in shock I, the first shocked. few minutes. I'm, I'm totally in shock right now. And the guy goes, did you post something on Facebook? And Amy again jumps in, Facebook? He doesn't even know how to log into Facebook. And I didn't. At the time, I, yeah. I'm not a big social media guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I did it. I didn't know my password. And she goes, he doesn't know his password to Facebook. So the, at this point, the two other officers come out. And he goes, it's all clear. So then they uncuff me and they say, can we go in your house? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, walking in the house, I'm like, all right, what is this all about? Well, there is another Adam no. W. Hendricks. My middle name is Warren. Yeah. Who sent a picture to the Frisco Police Department that said, I'm going to shoot the kid and then shoot myself with a picture of a gun pointed at a kid. Come on. No lie. I'm the only Adam W. Hendricks registered to a house, and so In they showed show. up guns a-blazing. Oh, my gosh. So here's the crazy thing. They make me get out my license, and I show them, and they're looking at the picture of this kid on Facebook that posted it. Yeah. And it's a kid. And it's right. like, we don't look nothing alike. Come on, guys. Come oh on. Oh, my gosh. So when I tell you I'm so like I was stressed out, so I'm pulling out. I had to go to the job. I was going to run on the treadmill. I had to get the. I, Wait, had, to so get, just, I had to get it out of it me, just man. Just diffused. The I had apologized. to get it. You know yeah, what? Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. They did not. They they went three doors down, both sides of our house, and told everybody to stay in. They not once said, "Hey, it was a case of my mistaken identity." Go back and to yeah. yeah. But what benefit came from it? Yeah. Not a dog in the neighborhood poops in my yard.
I'm a bad man. Nobody messes with. My name's I'm pulling out, and I will, he'll go unnamed. But he goes, he stops me, he waves me down. He's like, hey, hey, first time in cuffs. And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, first <laughs> time for me, buddy. Better be the last. <laughs> ah, not me. Why does it pass in my day? So, oh my gosh, that's um, freaky. It really is. Because your mind is blown. Like, what is happening? Absolutely. Is and you're like, what can I say to convince my wife that I'm not some double? Yeah. So person. So a lot of women have asked Amy when he was down on the ground. Did any part of you think? He did it. What did he do? You know? Yeah. To her credit, she always knew it was a case of mistaken identity. Uh, well, you were part Amish. I am. And they don't give Borderline Amish. Borderline, Borderline Amish. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy. I've never heard that story. Now, a lot of people have, have said, you know, man, you should sue. You should this. And What's I'm that like, gonna, no, yeah. no. Because that's look, good, if man. a kid was in danger, I would want him to come in like that. I yeah. really would. Yeah. Um, so that's just how I, how, how I dealt with it. But no, that's good um, of you. That's good anyway. Well, you said. Well, I asked you why should we look at life in retrospect, and you said it's the experience that we get to keep. Hold on, it's the experience that we get to keep forever. Yeah. What do you mean by that? So or we don't let's take. Wrap it up with that. You, you know, have you ever seen a U-Haul behind a hearse? No. We don't no. take anything with us, but what we do take is our uh, experiences, our knowledge, and what we've made ourselves and the people we love. That's retrospect. We'll end with that. Thank you for coming up on the show. Thank you for having me. Adios. Adios, amigos. Hey, thanks for listening. Please leave a review and share this if you enjoyed it. And until next time, this is Kendall Thurman. May light and peace ever grow in your life. May your socks be dry and unholy. And may all your cinnamon rolls be slightly overdone. Bye-bye. <laughs>